0: They've had a trauma. They've had a clinical trauma. And in any other circumstances, if you like, broke your toe, you would go to the hospital, you'd get it um, uh, supported and, and splintered. And then you'd probably go through some kind of rehab for that toe to get it to work in your body again but you have a baby and there is literally no rehab and so then the emphasis really gets put on fat loss and getting back to looking like you didn't have a baby instead of it being about nurturing and and supporting your recovery.
1: You're listening to The Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources and inspiration to grow your fitness business and career, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au where you can also find a huge range of online and face-to-face courses accredited for CECs and other continuing education points with up to a massive 40% discount for members of Australian Fitness Network. In this episode, Jenny Burrell the UK's leading women's health and fitness educator, talks pelvic floor screening, moderating nutrition to match metabolic changes and the need for self-compassion with Network's Rachel Livingstone.
2: Thank you for joining us in the Fitness Industry Podcast. Today I'm talking with Jenny Burrell, who is the UK's educational leader in women's health and fitness from pregnancy to menopause. Welcome, Jenny. Welcome, welcome.
0: Thank you for having me on the podcast today.
2: So today we're going to talk about women's health and training for a healthy lifestyle and probably a whole lot of things in between, but I'll leave that up to you. Thank you. (laughs) So if we can start perhaps with saying, is or should training for women actually be different from training for men?
0: Yes, of course it should be. I've got a great friend called Michelle Lyons and she always says, women are not just little men. Yes. And so there are so many phases in women's life. And I'm not saying that there aren't phases in men's lives, but in women's lives when physiologically we become different. And so therefore the things that are important to us and the way that we need to move and eat, and it changes, you know, in pregnancy, in the postnatal period, in the perimenopausal years, before you hit menopause, and then in the postmenopausal years. So I think those are really four distinct phases where exercise prescription, movement prescription, nutrition, all need to reflect the changing needs of the woman's body, literally.
2: So this is something that trainers really need to take on board. So there you are, you you touched on already those uh, issues and life stages. Perhaps you can just tell us uh, in a little bit more detail about some of those stages.
0: Well, I think in terms of the postnatal period, 100% we need a different protocol for training those women. We have, and I was just saying in the sessions today and, and the other day, They've had a trauma. They've had a clinical trauma. And in any other circumstances, if you like broke your toe, you would go to the hospital, you'd get it um, uh, supported and, and splintered. And then you'd probably go through some kind of rehab for that toe to get it to work in your body again. But you have a baby and there is literally no rehab. And so then the emphasis really gets put on fat loss and getting back to looking like you didn't have a baby instead of it being about nurturing and and supporting your recovery and cellular regeneration and rest and all of these things that you've just grown and birthed a baby why are you just not allowed to recover And to recover well, then we need to have nutritional protocols in place. We need to have rest protocols. And then we also need to have, give women a permission to return to movement and the movement then be about reconnection, reconnection, reconnecting to their core, reconnecting to the pelvic floor, reconnecting to their tummy, reconnecting to their breath. And then we move on to fitness principles. We can't get fitter and get, and, and grow strength. On something we're not reconnected to
2: it's yeah it's not an either or is it it's a stepping stone Mm. for those people who even want to get back to the the fitness and strength side of things Mm. they need to do this first they need to have a foundation Mm. but often it's just kind of
0: like you know you we were you're coming back to the gym the instructor will say to you oh uh, you had your six-week check we had a few people in this session today you know they look great they look buff you know they looked strong they all said they were doing lots of quite Hard work. But then when it came to just reconnected to their core, core quietly, you know, they, they really took a lot of it took a lot of work for them to get that. So it means they're great on a global level, lift picture, but they cannot then really have that fine motor control. And it's that fine motor control that is true. The true foundation of strength.
2: So there's a message there for trainers that don't just go by how someone looks postnatally. They may look fabulous and lean and strong and toned and everything, but that doesn't mean everything's going on okay inside.
0: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That's huge. Or even whether it's one month after the birth or, or one year or 20 years. Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And you could be, have been, disconnected for 20 years. I always say, you know, I'm a soft tissue therapist as well. Never give up on soft tissue
2: a lot of uh, physiotherapists have said to me that the problems that they're dealing with with uh, women in their 50s and 60s, maybe sometimes even their 40s, are ones that were not sorted out post birth for the women in their 20s and 30s.
0: Absolutely. So I am always, you know, I just think we are going to be alive for a long time. We're living longer than we ever have. You know, if you're 20, if you're 30 and you're still in your child uh, rearing years, this is huge. You're going to do the work now for your 50, 60, 70, 80-year-old self, okay, you need to do the work now, and this work, this, this consciousness needs to be then in all of your movement, all of your exercise, forever, forever, it's not kind of like, oh, I just did my post-birth pelvic floor exercises, and I'm okay now. Because, you know, you hit then 50, those traumas that you had when you were 25, 30, you lose the estrogen, you lose that connective tissue production and elastin production and collagen production. And then sometimes, you know, the ghosts of those traumas come back when you hit menopause. So I feel very much there needs to be a a change in the narrative of not just oh, I just do the work now, you know, I, I said to a girl in this class, you know, you're doing your hair, you're doing your makeup, you know, I'm always doing my eyebrows daily, you know. Then this thing about, you know, your core and your, that work to maintain that synergy and that connection in your core is daily. Why begrudge that of ourselves? We're doing all of this external stuff, but we are somehow thinking we can get away with ignoring the internals.
2: So that was kind of, we went from there, postnatal leading into menopause. So mm. let's look at either the women who have not done anything or everything's been fine, mm. and then it's menopause in the 50s and 60s, yeah. or those who have been doing some work but are now trying to continue it on. How, what do you see of those years?
0: Well, I definitely think if people have not been moving and then they're hitting menopause, if ever there was a time for you now to get a consistent exercise movement, The habit, it is now. Because now you turn into, you know, and I keep saying it like a ticking time bomb. So lack of movement is going to affect your pelvic function. Lack of movement is going to affect your bone health. Lack of movement is going to affect your cardiovascular health. It is not cancer that is killing women over 50. It's cardiovascular disease. So even if you weren't doing anything, you hit that menopause, you move now and literally you move for your life.
2: Good words. Everyone taking that on board? (laughs) So whatever time of life it is, are there some principles that you think that trainers should bear in mind when they're training women? Some general principles as opposed to specific exercises?
0: Yes. Women are not small men. You need to really start to understand that and i actually do it's not even actually just women we need to start from the core we need to get that coordination of the core we need to have people engaging tva pelvic floor with respiration this is for every single man woman child boy girl okay so that's the foundation then in terms of the women not to So do a pelvic screening so that you can understand whether they can actually take loads. So sometimes guys say, hey, you know, you want to lift heavy. Do they, you know, if you weigh 60 kg, maybe just lifting your own body weight, you know, whacking out, you know, three sets of press-ups, that's a lot of weight to lift. So does she really need to get under the squat rack and then do Valsalva and maybe push down on pelvic organs that aren't in a great place? How about you just teach her to do a really excellent press-up, lift her body weight and do that beautifully? So loading women and then you haven't taken a pelvic health screen of them we had a a very young girl in this class today who was having trouble squatting who could feel bearing down once she's squatted past a certain place now is that woman going to report that to that that guy gym instructor there needs to be a place for her to say that and she possibly would have said that if she'd been screened properly he can then adjust the load to match her actual ability
2: yeah I think you bring up a, a really good point there that this needs to be addressed in the screening mm-hmm. in the middle of a, a personal training session maybe in a busy gym and certainly in a group session no one is going to put their hand up and say my pelvic floor is struggling you know so let, let's address it in the screening where we mm-hmm. can be in private and have some more sensitivity around the issue
0: yeah and actually do go through some of the stuff that I've shown he- here at Firex, go through these strategies so that we can find the comfortable place you know with that lady then i literally take took the depth out of her squat so she was squatting in a more shallow at a most more shallow level and then she was then able to control that sensation of the bearing down so that then becomes the level to which she squats at for now
2: so the individuality of Absolutely. it yeah
0: it needs to be bespoke and being making a bespoke program only means that you screen someone Really well. And then the first session has to be away from all the, you know, a group situation. The first session needs to be literally marking out, right, this is your weight. This is the depth of your work. This is the level to which you're working.
2: So from what you've seen, what do you think are some common problems because of mistakes that are being made? And either by trainers and how they're training because they don't have all this information or by participants themselves who are training without a trainer. Mm. And how do you think they can look to start correcting or, or changing these?
0: I think, I think in the case of the postnatal woman, I think there is a lack of self-compassion. You know, women feeling like they just have to get back to looking like they didn't have a baby in record time you don't have to do either you know you're allowed to look like you had a baby and if it takes you 20 years to get out of that so what it's your body and you don't have to be rushing back to this kind of like oh I'm all fine. You know, for many women, they're just not fine. Mm. They're not fine. And we've got to have that strength. We've got to have the strength to tell people and tell people who can help us. We're not fine. And then we also just need to give ourselves a blooming break. And because, you know, when we're really stressed, that is not the time when we're going to lose weight. When you're really hating on your body, that is not the time when you're going to stick with those resolutions. When you soften to these new things that you want for yourself, when you have more compassion, when you just think, you know what, this is a long road. Let's just, my fitness plan is like, it's a 30 year plan. You know, when you kind of see it like that, I've got a 30 year plan for my fitness. you know, instantly the weight comes off your your shoulders and literally metaphorically and literally in your body because you're just giving yourself a break. Give yourself a break. For many women, I always say, you've spent, if you're 50, you probably spent 30 years flagellating yourself about everything that's wrong with you. And that hasn't gotten you very far. So why don't we choose now to just stop doing that?
2: So I guess it would be helpful to just not follow those people on Instagram who are like, here's me one month after birth, mm. or the programs that say get your body back in six, six weeks. weeks. Maybe start looking at the health and, and not just physical health, mm. but total health, the, the Movement, mental, the emotional. That's right. Yeah, Mental well-being. Because you you're think? dealing with sleep deprivation? Absolutely. Change of life? you Maybe you were working and now you're you, at home? You've got a new identity. Mm-hmm. So you've got
0: a new identity, you've got a new job, You don't get any sleep. You have no personal life. Oh, my God. Wow. Everything must be about compassion. Give yourself a break. So now you want to add to this. And I just hate the sight of myself. Oh, my God
2: yeah and uh, it 's just not going to make anything any it's better no that 's not a point that
0: 's not working from a point of power at all
2: What about with the aging process? I mean, I think I hear women say that as I get older, I become more accepting mm. of my body i I appreciate the body I had, and therefore it 's easier to like the one I have now. Mm. Do you have any advice for trainers or women out there in terms of embracing their body in the later stages of life
0: yes it 's an amazing thing. I keep feel having this dreadful feeling that people think, oh, Things are changing, things are getting worse. Yeah, things are getting changing, but things are changing. But there's so much that we can do to just kind of recognize. In the menopause course, I was saying, you know, stop eating and drinking like you're 20. (laughs) This stuff will now stick to you. So, you know, we've all had a good run. We've uh, all drank a lot of liquor. We've all eaten a lot of food. There's nothing new to see here. So we need to moderate. And I think this was the problem. We go, What? I can't eat like I used to eat. Oh, it's always, I haven't changed anything. I'm eating exactly the same as I've been eating for 20 years. And now I'm getting fatter. Hmm, that might be the problem. You are not 20. Your metabolism does not work like you are 20. So you cannot eat and drink like you're 20. So instead of it being You know, just as I've said it, it's just kind of like, ah right, yeah. Okay. So maybe when I go out to eat, I'll just have the fish and the salad and the wine. The wine will be the pudding. And just mod just start to moderate, moderate. But if nothing changes, nothing will change. And I think in this age we really see it. We really see it, you know, that wine those high carb meals the sugar it just lands on us and our body isn't motoring like it did before and it's just going oh my god I can't manage this and that's when we start to like lay down the chub but if you just thought to yourself okay I've had a great run I can relinquish that extra glass of wine I can let that go I can let go the pudding at every meal I can let that you know
2: just do reality check. And this is, this is good information for the trainer who has not got there yet. You know, you may mm-hmm. have a 25-year-old trainer yeah. who is training someone of 55. They haven't yeah. experienced this oh, yet. Yes. They don't know what it feels like. Yes. They're like, well, surely if you just ate a bit less, that's what you tell me you're yeah. eating? Really? I can't believe it because you would be losing weight.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's the eat less, move more principle does not work. These women need nutrient density nutrient density so it isn't really about eating less less carbs less sugar less booze if you just start really there and really we can exist without alcohol it is a many people will find that hard to believe but we can we can definitely exist with less of it less of it we can exist without eating lots of chips It sounds like you're telling yourself there. (laughs) We absolutely can. We can exist without eating shed loads of sugar. We absolutely can. So the things that we need to like be pulling out of our diet, they're not the essentials. And we just need to just face facts.
2: And then even just on a final point, uh, for trainers to bear in mind that just because someone has got that little bit bigger because of menopause and older years mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they are going to work harder in your kind of way. High intensity, high impact training might burn the most calories, but it may not be suitable for this client, right? So they need to move more, but you need to think about what kind of movement you're going to give them.
0: Absolutely. So then for many women, those high impact exercise programs, they're not good for their pelvic health. So be aware be of that and then secondly you know we've got the load of a lifetime now so if you're 55 60 you did 20 years of education school you've grown maybe two three kids you've maybe some people gone through two marriages how many house moves have you got we've got the cumulative allostatic load the load of your lifetime on your physical body I can feel it. I can feel it, Jenny. Okay, you know, but you know, that's what we've got. And so then you take somebody who's kind of a bit tired. And I Mm -hmm. always say women are tired. Mm -hmm. Women are tired. the number one reported thing, right? You get women who are tired and then you say, right, you've got an hour. I'm going to kill you for an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll burn the most calories blah blah blah. But that's not what she needs. She needs an exercise an amount of exercise that yes, we need the intensity because we need to boost the human growth hormone, we need to boost testosterone. So we need those hit principles but what we don't want is the flipping duration and the impact. So can we get HIIT principles without duration and impact? 100%.
2: And every trainer out there should know and how to do that. You know the, the principles of fr- regression and scaling.
0: So everybody should be able to do that. And then that workout, the, you know, the intense part of it, is 15, 20 minutes. Boom. And we're doing a lot of mobilizations and stretchings to start. 15, 20 minutes of, you know, the work get them sweaty, raise, raise body temperature, get them out of breath, get to lactate threshold. And then the last part of the workout and the movement is then the post-mobilizations and things like, you know, I like to do power plate massages. I like to do anything that gives them the mmm. So they finish the session with their system somewhat downtrained. They finish the session feeling like they've had an energy boost, and it's been nurturing and holding. What we don't want is that they come in the short workout, an absolute smashing for like forty odd minutes, and then no no emphasis at all on their recovery, no emphasis on actually having that woman walk away and say, "Gosh, that was good. I feel better for that." It just isn't about slaying calories anymore.
2: And that, that's actually a really good point for trainers to take on board because sometimes they I think, they, think they've think they got to really go hard with the client from the first minute until yeah. the end. Yeah. But that, that's not everything. If you've got some cardio, you've got some strength, you've got the intense stuff and, mm. and that, and then you can do that stuff at the end that releases, relaxes, nurtures. Mm. That is as important, yeah. right? And they will love There's you it. There's time for it. For it. Mm. They'll love you for it. They'll go away feeling even better than they would absolutely
0: yeah. and you know people only remember the stuff at the end of the session don't they no matter how hard they work they remember the night if you can treat them nice at the end of the session that's all they focus on the whole that. Yeah. she was so kind to me
2: yeah that's been so insightful thank you for talking to us today jenny oh, thank you it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure and thank you everyone for joining us in the fitness industry podcast
1: For an extensive range of online courses focusing on women's health and training, many of them accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, go to the network website. And remember, network members get huge discounts of up to 40% off courses. Go to fitnessnetwork.com.au slash CECs today to grow your training skills and fitness career.